Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Slavic Bros. My name is Tyler, and this is my good buddy, Austin. What's going on, guys? Ciao, pratale. And also, what are we going to be talking about today, bro? Today, we're going to be discussing Poland's role in the Central European region and how it can really exert its influence in a positive way at this time, especially. Dude, hell yeah. Finally, <laughs> after what seems like a Quite a little while we we're getting to talk about Poland, and I am super stoked for this episode. Of course, I have a lot to say, but I just want to I want to hear from you first, being that you're not Polish. What what do you like? What are your first initial thoughts about it? Well, this might be like a hot take, but I feel like Poland's neighboring countries to the south need a good pep talk. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's pretty fair. I'm not going to comment too much on that. <laughs> Give me a couple more beers and I will. Um. <laughs> I, I think that Poland really has the potential at this time to exert its influence in the Central European region with its military. The military is building up at a fast rate to where it's rivaling mm. Germany's. Um, Poland's got an excellent relationship with the U.S., um, is very pro-Ukraine, and has really formed itself as a leader of what appears to be a Central European squad minus Hungary. Yeah. So really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the military aspect because that's probably the most evident thing that's come out. Of course, Poland's done a pretty decent job with its economy over the past like two decades or so. Um, but the military currently the past couple of years, and I've predicted this for a long time, the rise of Poland as a military power. And now it's becoming more and more relevant, especially as the war is going on with uh, between Ukraine and Russia. And that's a huge part of kind of, I guess, what we could be talking about in this episode in a way of like, how is Poland going to navigate this turmoil that's like kind of going on between Ukraine and Russia? But aside from that, they've been building up. Um, they've been making a lot of deals with the United States, and they've probably been, been the most friendly country to the U.S. Um, in Europe, at least for the past God knows how many decades. Um, they've been super favorable towards the U.S. to the point where the U.S. is basically allowed to do whatever it wants in Poland. I say that as kind of as a, a little bit of an exaggeration, not not literally whatever, but in comparison to other places, it seems like they have a lot more like relaxed conditions there. CIA operates a lot of secret stuff going on there. I mean, hell, I remember back when uh, President Trump was in office, they literally offered to pay for a base, like to pay to build the base, which is crazy to think about when you have like the Germans that were like basically protesting outside the bases. Um, but they've been, like you said, they, they've been building up pretty rapidly. They've been getting pretty powerful. Um, and now they actually are ranked higher than Germany. They jumped like five spaces. It, it's crazy. And like the global power index, they literally managed to jump five whole spaces, which is just wild to think about. They're ranked above Germany now. Um, and on top of that, if they continue on their current trajectory, I think it, I forgot if the study was done by the French or if it was done by another Western European nation, that they actually admitted that if Poland continues on its current path, it's going to be more powerful than the combined forces of, I believe it was France, Germany, Belgium, the UK, and one other. I completely forgot the other one. So look into that, I guess, later on um, and just kind of correct me if need be. But it was pretty wild, and France, at least in my eyes, currently is really the big um, military power of mainland Europe. Uh, and for them to admit that is – that's kind of crazy. 
So do you think that Poland is becoming the new Germany or France in terms of being the country that the U.S. has the most robust relationship with on the European continent? Yes. So honestly, I think that's that's a really smart way of, of describing it because in the past during the Cold War, it was Germany. Germany was where everything was. It was where the U.S. put a lot of its money into. It's where really that line was between quote unquote, Eastern Bloc in the West, right? Um, we had Eastern Germany and all that kind of crazy shenanigans. And then Eastward was all, you know, poor people and disgusting socialism and Soviet stuff like that. And then it was the West, which was sophisticated. Um, the line has gone East. Pretty much every major defense analyst that's worth a damn has now said, like, Germany is it's not it anymore. In the past, that was where we had everything. But the line has only moved East. So it's just gone from Germany to Poland. So Poland is literally now just becoming what Germany was decades ago. Uh, I kind of describe it as being like Germany's turn is over and it's Poland's turn. It's just like the same thing is going to be happening. And the way I perceive this as like my own personal thought, and it's yet to be seen, but I believe it probably will happen um, because of like what we like what we were doing in Germany, all the money that we put into their economy, building them up. The military presence, we stimulated a lot of their economy. We have a lot of like joint tied economic things in there. Now you're going to see that with Poland, hell, you've already started seeing with Poland, defense contractors and like supporting groups have also made new jobs over in Poland and stuff. I'm actually signed up for um like job um notifications from job sites for things in Poland that are actually really cool. It's it's, it's defense contracting. So I, I see a ton of this and it's you're finding it more and more and more, especially every couple months, you just start noticing more and more of it. And I'm, I'm very much so convinced that as our troop presence continues to build there and as their military continues to build and have more of a cooperation with the U.S., you're going to start seeing it really be reminiscent of what Germany was back in its like peak of when it was like the peak NATO versus Warsaw Pact days. But I wonder what the repercussions of this will be, because in the past, Germany has played a leading role on the European continent via the EU. Right. And a lot of this was due to the fact that a lot of U.S. investment and military presence was anchored there. So I wonder now that a lot of this is moving to Poland, if Poland is now going to become a leading player in the EU. I think it already has in a way. So I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to deny that Germany is still the economic center of Europe. It is. Um, Poland's shown a lot of growth, and that's awesome. I want to see it grow. It's still nowhere near to overtaking what Germany is and it's like industrial output and it being the economic heart. But it still has maintained its position as a key player in the EU. It really started gaining uh, notoriety when they started standing up against the EU and the EU was trying to force stuff upon them. And they said no. And then they really kind of stood out by being one of the few places that like just like was die hard. Like, you know, it's like also I'll die in this hill kind of mindset when they were defending their culture against the EU and they really avoided a lot of the westernization process that like a lot of the Western European um, nations managed to fall under, I guess you could say. You started seeing even like Czechia, like, you know, over in like Prague, of, of course, like I'm sure you, you've seen it a lot where like they have like that Western mindset. It's like kind of starting to permeate through more and more people. Um, but I think it really was starting out regionally, but especially in the past couple of years and really kick-started by like the the russian ukrainian war they've kind of played a super major role they've been on headlines being like oh hey look 
Look at the tons of refugees. Look at how much money they've taken. Like, you know, they've given to the Ukrainians. Look at all the help they're giving out. And now it's like they're popping out is like this developed country that people are looking up to and that are like stepping above and beyond to help out people and also like fight against the, the tyranny of the, uh, the Russian regime currently. Do you think that Poland will be able to be a leader for Central Europe and promote conservative and traditional values and Slavic values um, globally, given that it's becoming a major player and countries like Czechia are starting to look up to it? I don't th- so I think it already is a major like regional leader for Central Europe. I think that's already kind of decided. Um, I would argue that the only other opponent it would really have potentially and i'm not even going to say it's a major opponent would be hungry um but i i'm not even going to say that 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 would be like a, a a logical thing there's nobody else in the central european theater that can rival poland besides them but even then that's a very far stretch poland would whoop them and they're even they're just far more relevant than they are um but i don't know if they can necessarily promote it globally per se i i they have partnerships with other nations like they're, they're starting to work closer with south korea but i don't think that's going to be enough to promote the slavic culture worldwide if that makes any sense i have a couple of comments to that i guess first okay. i'll start with like the positive one and next i'll go to my backlash all right first one, um i feel like poland like becoming like a major military power over time will kind of start develop that will inevitably lead to more and more economic development that will kind of start putting it closer and closer to Germany. And right. with Poland leading Central Europe already, with Czechia and Slovakia, especially Czechia, really looking to Poland as an example, I think that will, that helps. And Poland, that will start trickling down, maybe bypassing Hungary, we'll see. <laughs> um, and it's, I feel, like, I feel like Poland is becoming a country that is like vouching for like Central European Slavic culture like it's yeah, like yeah. like an alternative to like this russian dominated slavic identity oh yeah i essential european and western vision of slavic culture that is doing that i think has i think is currently growing in its appeal um that said i have some pushback for you too i don't okay. know where you get that hungry is the main rival to poland from because those, those bastards are those bastards are weak well, we, so, so yeah, yeah, I, I, that's, that's why I said like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a stark kind of comparison because I, I, I can't like what I'm, what I meant by that is like, I can't think of a, another like country that is going to be big enough to rival it per se, but like the rivalry is not like a close thing. I, I want to point out like, it would be more of a rival than hungry, but that's not going to happen because we're friends. Yeah. I, I, you can't call them a rival. I, I think that they're more or less hopefully going to be working together in the in the yes. and I think that's going to combine to form something big. I see what you're saying now. I thought yeah. Hungary was the only one that could. But right. I, yeah, it's it's, it's the only thing I can think of, but it's not like a close thing. Um. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to try to say that they're like anywhere close to being like similar and stuff. Uh, they're definitely not. <laughs> when it comes to po- like you know Poland or Hungary, we're put in a military situation. I mean that's night and day. Poland's gonna whoop them, um, <laughs> as it would probably most of Central Europe at this point. But um, the only well, other country I can think that could m- maybe offer some, the only other country in Central Europe that I can think of that could be not as mighty, but 
close to as mighty as Poland would be Romania, given their I, size and population. Yeah, I they're they're not. I think Romanians are cool. I think their country's really cool. But as like a military power, they're not super relevant. They're very outdated in their tactics and their equipment. Um, but they're, they're, they're really cool people. And I, I hope that they get, you know, more modernized. And I hope that they're able to take more of a like a primary stand in the future. It'd be really cool to see like an alliance or more cooperation between the Romanians and the Poles. And there actually have been primarily through NATO. Um, there was a, a whole thing which kind of ties into this topic um, a while back, I think it was a couple weeks ago at the time of making this podcast where it was a, a, a Polish like fighter, or not fighter, like a, a plane that was, um, I don't know if it was surveillance or I can't remember the exact designation of what the plane was. It was flying along the Romanian border. It was their rotation. So like every, every so many months or however long it was like a new NATO country has to go and patrol this border. They all take turns. It was Poland's turn. And of course, as the Poles were uh, patrolling this, the Russians decided to be douchebags and they got aggressively close. Apparently, I think it was like within like five meters or something of the uh, the Polish plane, which destabilized it. They started rapidly losing altitude, um, but then they, they regained it and they landed. There's this huge publicized event. And it was super, super crazy. The Poles were livid as they always are when it comes to the Russians. Um, and like that being said, speaking of like the Poles and the Russians, that's like the biggest thing for their their stance right now in, in central and Eastern Europe predominantly. So I I've always in the past, I've always tried to compare Poland to like a Pomeranian, right? How <laughs> they, they like, they, they have a huge bark, but then they hide under the legs of like the U S right. And they still do that to a degree, but they have a lot of muscle and might to back themselves up this time. It just so happens that if anybody touches Poland, they're going to get swanked by the U S it's just going to be a bad day. Um, but right now I kind of see it that this is like a huge turning for Europe, especially for the central and Eastern side as shit's going on between Ukraine and Russia. We don't know what's going to go on in the future. I'm not going to make any crazy speculation, um, or say that this is going to happen for sure, but there's starting to be the longer this goes on with the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, the, the like more likely it is that like Russia is going to start encountering many internal problems. We're already starting to see it. You have like volunteer Russian organizations that are attacking currently in Russia. And I'm not sure if you saw the headline. I think I sent it to you. Um, there were Polish, uh, the Polish Volunteer Corps and the Russian Volunteer Corps, which this is a crazy milestone event in my eyes. Um, they they literally went into Russia and like performed attacks and raids on Belgorod like that across that region which I was just, I was shocked to see that because I haven't seen the Poles and Russians work together in a friendly capacity at all in like a very long time. And they did it willingly. They worked very well together and they accomplished a goal that was like similar in nature, which I, I would love to see more of that because together they're, they're defending Ukraine, but they're also fighting for similar values to tear down the tyranny of Putin's regime. Um, and I, I think that this kind of all ties into their position overall. Poland's funding a lot of the stuff Especially like with this, like Poland and like the CIA from the U.S. are are funding a lot of this kind of through closed doors as well. They're sending troops, like well, people. They're sending equipment, all this kind of stuff. And sometimes Poland's being very overt about it too. They're not always just secret. They just flat out send stuff. And they're like, "Fuck you, Russia." Like to put it simply. Um, but as as like this kind of goes on, we're gonna start seeing like, especially if Russia starts encountering internal trouble, that's gonna make Poland like the regional leader. 
as, as Russia loses its base and as it starts like losing its authority and like shit starts going on, maybe there's like internal struggles that become greater. These like volunteer legions and the freedom for Russia legion, all those people, when they, if, if they get bigger um, and they start actually accomplishing major goals, like they said, they wanted to take Moscow. You're going to start seeing like more Poles jump in on this because they hate the Russians. They want to, they, they have similar goals. They want to tear down the, the tyranny of like Putin's regime and that, that horrible government. And I think that's the only way you'll ever see Poles and Russians work together again in any friendly way. But if and when that happens and Russia has all these crazy civil wars and internal drama, that's going to destabilize it. And then you are really going to see Poland arise as that regional power. They're going to control everything in Central and Eastern Europe. They're going to be the direct line for all of that. So I don't know. What, what, what do you think about all that? I know, I know it's a lot to unpack, but. I was very intrigued when I saw the news that the Polish, a Polish, I don't, I can't remember if they're part of the Polish military, if they're like an independent. It was independent. They're volunteers. When the Polish volunteer organization had those, that raid with the Russian, um, newly formed Russian rebel forces, I was very intrigued. Yeah. I think it'll be something interesting to follow and see how that evolves. It, it really caught me off guard, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I, I'm just following it and seeing how that looks. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how you think Poland, as it gains more of a dominant role in the region, can start. How will, how will Poland having a more dominant role in Central Europe impact other countries like my i'm sorry this probably isn't a good question but my mind is just my, my first thought is like maybe poland could start improving the apathetic nature of its two southern neighbors and uh, maybe it can maybe steer help have influence in hungary and steer it back to a um a better yeah. place i I would love to see that because historically Poles and Hungarians especially have been very good friends. It just kind of sucks that shit, you know, is pretty wild right now. And I'm not going to say every Hungarian is terrible, but like their current government, whoever elected them is pretty terrible. Um, but when, when you're talking about like the two Southern neighbors, like Czechia and Slovakia and all that, um, I would love to see Poland become more active with the two. And I think it is possible. They have the outreach. They have like the means to do it. They have all the resources to do it. And I think that'd be a very mutually beneficial agreement to have like partnerships and stuff with them and really try to work to boost each other. They're already friendly enough to each other. I just think we need to see more of like a formal agreement happen that really ties them closer together. Um, that being said, I don't know how much they can do on their own. I think that like, like, do, do you mean a more of like, um, like in a government way, like trying to like tie them together that way or do you mean like through like a people way like on the in the individual level and like society level i'm thinking more soft power but okay let me ask a different question like how would you envision like an ideal cooperation between poland czechia and slovakia both um politically and militarily politically um well, obviously, like, there's only so much they can do while they're all EU member countries, and, like, that would raise a lot of red flags. The Western European um, Union members, they would be like, oh, shit, they're trying to start their own thing and all that kind of thing. And they're being very exclusionary or whatnot. And that, that would set up all sorts of red flags. Um, I think it'd be more of, like, an economic partnership in a way to try to, like, boost each other and try to, like, raise each other up. 
and militarily, of course, would be a huge a avenue for it, where it'd be like, okay, we can all tie our defense into each other. We can all, like, really work on super close and, like, very, like, frequent joint military drills with each other to, like, strengthen our um, our ties so that we, we understand, like, how each other fight. Maybe we can even develop, like, joint training plans and similar stuff. So we're all on the same page. We all fight in, like, the same strategy. So we're not just lost in the sauce and, like, schwanked if shit hits the fan. Um, hmm. so I think it'd be more of like that. And I think if, if Poland does end up doing that, that's also going to tie both those countries into the U S more. So I'm not sure how you, how you feel, but I, I personally see it as a good thing because so far U S involvement in Poland has been very beneficial for them, but we don't have as much involvement really with like Czechia and Slovakia. And I don't know how receptive those people would be with that. But I think it's a very good idea. I think Czechia is very receptive to it now. Slovakia is a little bit more reluctant, I would I think. But Slovakia is mainly reluctant to have American influence. But I think if it's American influence is coming vis-a-vis -vis Polish influence, it would be more open to it. Right. I really think Poland having a dominant role in the region with American Backing is a very good thing for Czechia and Slovakia. You know, we're all Slavic brother nations. Right, right. Both nations have positive opinions towards Poland um, overwhelmingly. So, I mean, in Czechia at this point, it's both liberals and conservatives that are supporting Poland. So, yeah. And and those two sets of people hate each other. So <laughs> if we can agree to like Poland, then it's, it's a good thing. Um, I'm really excited to see how this is going to evolve. I, I, I'm seeing more and more I think Czechia is taking Hungary's place as Poland's main friend. And oh, yeah. I personally believe it should have been like that all along because like we're both Slavic nations. We both share common history. Czechs had many Polish kings. I think Poles had a few Czech kings. Um, Czechs always have been, had very close relations with Poland. In fact, Polka, the Czech national dance, is from the Czech-Polish borderlands and may yeah. or may not have been named after a Polish girl. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It's named after Polish girl. Maybe it's named after half-step. We don't know. But always yeah. Czechs and Poles have had good relations. Hungarians and Poles have had good relations too, but Hungarians are just not that similar to Poles, to be honest with you. They've just got a different... Yeah. That's another episode right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know if Poles have really in the past. I feel like Poles and Hungarians had pragmatic cooperation, but I'm just this is just this is Austin talking, not all Czechs or Slovaks talking. I don't know if Poles have realized how bizarre Hungarians can be, but we Czechs and Slovaks have known <laughs> like we lived under them, yeah. so we know how they can be. But, anyways, we'll, we'll just see how this evolves. Yeah, and I, I think one thing to really include there too is like. When, when this whole shit with Ukraine dies down and, and hopefully everything turns out well for them, we've already started seeing a lot of, like, I, I don't really know what to call it, and this probably, this isn't a word, but, like, polonization, I guess you could say. So it's a mouthful to say. Just, like, the, the, like the western half of Ukraine, especially, having that huge push towards Poland. Um, when I was actually over in Italy, I talked to a Ukrainian woman, and I, I do recall that she actually mentioned to me um, that when she left, there was a lot of like push for like the Polish um, 
they, they were starting to introduce like Polish words and they were like, there's a lot of push like the Polish culture to like some of their influences in on Ukraine. Uh, and I think that's really an effort to tie themselves to the West maybe uh, somehow in like some weird mindset. I, I'm not sure. And it's cool in some ways. Cause it's like, all right, cool. You know, you're, you're trying to become closer to Poland. You're trying to make yourself more like Poland, but it also sucks in that same way. Cause it's like, well, shit, you know, in doing that, you're forgetting your own past and you're forgetting your own culture. And like, I get it in the past, they were tight. Uh, well, not tight. I shouldn't say that they were, they were tied together. And there are some like, like cultural and like um, genealogical, like similarities between them. But I don't know. I, but I, I think regardless of that, and especially as it continues to happen and as they continue to become more quote unquote, like Polish in culture and like their ways and stuff, you're going to start seeing like, especially after the war is over, Poland's going to have a massive influence in shaping their government, probably through shady means, as any country would do for influence. Um, and I, I guarantee they're going to try to structure their politics to be more friendly to Poland. They're probably going to try to form formal alliances with Ukraine. They're probably going to try to have more cooperation with Ukraine. And I think in doing that, especially if they continue to have cooperation with Czechia and Slovakia, you might see maybe those like four countries in total have more cooperation together. At least I would love to see that. What, what do you think? Here's what I'm envisioning. And knock on wood, this continues. Yeah. I'm seeing Poland really exerting a lot of soft power as well as diplomatic influence on Ukraine. Right. And also other regional nations that did not used to be present. And I really hope that... Um, led by Poles, Czechs and Slovaks can also exert some influence in Ukraine. I say led by Poles because Poles obviously are going to have the dominant role, but right. it is my hope that a strong relationship slash alliance between these nations can shape Ukraine. And I'm seeing it more and more. Like, you know, uh, Petr Fiala, the current Czech prime minister, went with um, the Polish prime minister to Ukraine, I think a couple of times now already, to visit yeah. with Zelensky. Yeah, yeah. Um, Petr Fiala and now also the new Czech president, General Pavel, have an excellent relationship with Poland and both are on the exact same page with Ukraine. So yeah, yeah. I really do think a Czech, Polish, and I hope Slovak partnership uh, will exert good influence on Ukraine and be able to kind of steer them in a de more democratic and less corrupt direction. And I also think that yeah. Polish Polonization. I'm down for it. I do not think that Czechs should start adopting Polish words, but I do think that Polish influence is a good thing. I, I mean, I, I think it's cool, but like, in a way, whenever I just think of a concept like that, I think of Poland's history of Germanization, where like they tried to force something upon them. And it's not the same way. Like, the Poles are not, like, going in and being like, hey, like, fuck you. You can't go to, like, such and such church. Oh, hey, screw you. You have to teach Polish in schools. Stuff like that. Um, it's very, like, like you said, it's very soft. And it's, like, kind of, like, it's kind of just, like, you know, ebbing its way into their culture and into their society. And a lot of times it's, like, the Ukrainians are pushing for it themselves. It's not even just the Poles that are doing it. Um, and so I guess it's cool in that way because, like, I do want to see them become closer of course, in the past, there were a lot of like sour sentiments between Ukrainians and Poles. Ukrainians often like looked at like their their former time in the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth with a very negative view, and that painted a pretty bad picture for them for a while. And so, 
nowadays they're looking at polls with a very positive view and they're trying to be more like them. So I think that's great. You're trying to like tie them together and it's fixing a lot of broken history that's like really messed up between them. Uh, but like, does that mean I, I don't know how comfortable I, I really feel with like losing some of their own culture in favor for another. I love Poland's culture, but like if it's not Ukrainians like stuff, then I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure the best way to uh, articulate that, I guess, but. I think that Poland's southern neighbors, in addition to Ukraine and some other Slavic countries, too, just need a good pep talk. And Poland is the best country to do it. I mean, I'm talking yeah. Slovenia, Croatia, other countries in addition to Poland's neighbors, too. I do not think that Ukraine should adopt Polish words. I think they should just keep their own dang language and continue yeah. it. I mean, they, they're just now getting out from under Russian influence. So get the language going. Yeah, um, yeah. It's weird. I, I'm wondering if, like, I'm wondering if like just like this like very pro-Polish element in Ukraine is just like a minority sentiment. I, I don't know. But I do think Polish influence in terms of government and like, you know, culture is powerful and it's a good thing. I think that like, you know, one of my your focus is military. Mine is more so culture. I do right. think like, you know, might sound crazy but disco polo is i see it a lot and a lot more it's getting much better and i see it a lot and a lot more now promoted on different social media sites be they czech slovak ukrainian general slavic so i think yeah. that's there's a lot going for poland in the both the culture and military domains and like i said i these nations are, are have been needing a good pep talk for a while. And uh, like they thought after communism that Germany was going to provide that pep talk and it did not. <laughs> so I'm looking, yeah. to, 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 I'm looking forward to positive Polish influence. Yeah. The, the, look, I, I'm glad you brought that up too. Like there, there is going to be more of like societal things that are being pushed over other than just like government military, uh, like on an individual level being shared over to these other countries too. Like, like you said, Disco Polo, it's gotten a lot better. It's starting to be exported more across the Slavic world. That being said, I don't think it's, it, it, it's still not as cool as a lot of the, uh, the Slovenian stuff. It'll never be as cool as that, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's cool to see like small things like that being exported out and about though. And I think that's going to slowly kind of start to take influence. Maybe you'll see it just in like a very individual level. Maybe the music will start sounding more like it in other places. Maybe like they start dressing more like Poles or maybe they, you know, I don't know, maybe start doing more random cultural things like Poles. It's just, um, it, it, it's going to be something that's going to be seen. And I have to do more research, especially on like an individual societal level. Um, and I would wonder, I would really love to go to some of these like Central European countries and just kind of interview them and like get like a very wide pool of answers from various cities across different countries and be like hey what's your views on poland like like have you seen polish influence in your country all that kind of stuff ask him like a ton of questions and compile it and then post it i would just i would love to do that well i hope czech music starts getting better and slovak too i mean <laughs> you know some of it is good but i just feel like there's just there's just a huge volume of like, you know, Polish disco polo music. And it's like Czechoslovakia have like one or two decent songs per year. So I hope right. it's getting better. Um, and, you know, via like, you know, greater Poland kind of spearheads the three C's initiative, which is an economic agreement. Yeah. But in my view, economic, stronger economic ties lead to stronger cultural ties. So 
Fingers crossed. I hope we'll start seeing Polish and Slovenian music exporting itself. Because <laughs> I mean, like our yeah. Czech music used to be freaking good. Like it used to be freaking good. Like it is <laughs> so good that Czech Americans are still playing Czech songs from the 1920s and 30s and 40s. Yeah. <laughs> so like I wanted to get to that level again. And I think we need Polish influence to do that. And well, Slovenia too. I- if you want to go that that route, then they have to stop looking towards the West. Then they got to they got to stop looking, especially towards like the U.S. And I get it, the U.S. is like the big like cultural exporter around the world, but like it, it's just weird to go like like over to these places and you just hear everything in English. You hear tons of pop English songs. You're like, what the hell? Um, they need to stop looking towards that. They need to start looking from within, and they have to look from around their friends to keep more of that. Because I'm a huge believer and proponent of like music is an integral part of the culture. And you have to keep your own music to keep like a very significant part of your own culture. Otherwise, like the more you listen to other things, it like kind of starts to permeate into other aspects of your culture. I really do think that greater Polish influence will encourage Czechs to start standing on their own two feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be good if they adopted a similar mindset to the Poles too, in some ways, but like not too similar. Otherwise we'll start butting heads. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um similar enough that like maybe Chucky starts standing up for his own values and starts pushing off towards the West. It's like, Hey, we can, we can stand together as Slavic brethren. We, we, we can just, we, we can sit in central Europe. We can be proud to be central European. We can handle things as central Europeans without the oversight of the, the, the Germans trying to dominate everything in the EU. But, um, I think that Czechia has to opponent with the refugees and like a lot of other things too, but culturally, I don't feel like Czechia has been standing on its own two feet post-communism. So right. one less Pepe Czech, the better. I got to get that one on a mug too. <laughs> Pepe Czech is a Polish stereotype for Czechs that like means like weak people who don't or lazy, apathetic and don't want to stand up for themselves. And I've adopted yeah. it to describe Czechs that I don't like. Because I'm sick and tired of checks being lazy. One less peppy check. I, I'm, I'm going to get that on a mug. So one day when we launch all those products, that's that's going to be there. One less peppy check. Better. Um, I'm add that to the uh, the, the Austin quotes. Um, but, but that being said, try not to go super crazy over the time. We went over a tiny bit, but it's not super bad. So hopefully everybody's listened along uh, for the ride, stayed, around, stayed along for the ride. So... Thank you guys if you have. Um, I definitely I want to hear from you guys though. We kind of covered a lot in this this topic, so I want to hear from you guys. Message us on TikTok, our Instagram, our Facebook, Twitter, what have you. Um, and I'd be down just to have a conversation about this. I could talk for literal hours about this. So, um, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear from you guys. Hear your points of views, comments, questions, disagreements. I don't really care. Just send it my way. Or Austin, both of us will talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll both talk about it. We got a TikTok where we hit 5K followers. Thank y'all so much for the support. Um, so keep on talking to us on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Um, and remember, don't be a peppy check. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Thanks again and dovidenia. Dovidenia.